Good morning, good morning, y'all. Welcome back to another Come Out of the Wilderness Thursday morning prayer. God is awesome. And I wonder for those of y'all who are watching us live, especially, what were your first words this morning? <laughs> My first words were, thank you, Lord, for saving me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for saving me. So, Lord, we thank you for saving us. Thank you for bringing us into Thursday. Thank you for giving us another chance, another opportunity to come into this day, to be the light on our jobs, to be the light in our families, to be the light in our communities. Thank you for a renewed fire, Lord God, our fire of a love for you, Lord God. Thank you for a renewed hope in us. Thank you, Lord God, that you have you've, you've brought us to see this moment, Lord God. We just thank you for all the blessings for today and, and the teaching and the message that you're sharing today, Lord God. We thank you that you love us so much that you're you're speaking to our hearts, you're speaking to our minds. We thank you for this program. I thank you for every single person who are who watches, those who are faithful, those who are who are lawyer, loyal, those who are watching us live, those who are listening to us on the podcast, those who are watching us on the YouTube streets. I thank you for every single ear ear and eye and heart, Lord God, that comes before this program, waiting to hear from you. And I bless them now, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So my first words, amen. Tracy says, her first words were, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. And I shared this, just a little sidebar before we go into today. We're continuing our Faith at Work series, but I shared this in a post with our prayer ministry about your last words and your first words and your last words before I before I shut my my eyes at night. You know, this is after I say goodnight to my family, but my last words are something that tie me back to heaven where I'm asking, you know, Lord, prepare me to, to meet you in my dreams. Lord, I believe in everything. I thank you for the day. And my and I mean the words that you utter, you speak, and then the first words. And it's so important because words create, words destroy. And so my first words are, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. So I am so excited. We're on the third part of our study faith at work and whether you are on the job meaning you have a, a, a you know a job right now or you're a business owner you're you want to be a business owner um, even if you uh, in a you're in a season where you're looking for a job all of these teachings in January faith at work is really going to help you so just a quick um, recap on uh, we started out with uh, vision planning. We, we you know we talked about you know being very strategic in our vision and the way that we plan and taking the time to assess what's what's around you, the people, the resources, the things that you need before you have to have a clear vision before you you decide what you're going to do this year. We launched this event called SOAR and we were tying everything everything back to SOAR. SOAR stands for Spirit Led, Obedient, Anointed, and Renewed. And so y'all go back and check out that the video, um, check out the replays. Uh, it's on the Audible, you know, wherever you get your uh, audio podcast is out there. So go back and listen to that because there were clear instructions to help you, you know, get your hearts ready for what the Lord is going to show you this year so we can all soar in 24. Amen. So the first, first part was around vision planning. The second part that we covered was how do you overcome opposition? So we talked about overcoming different challenges that Nehemiah faced and some of the challenges that we face. And sometimes we're the, 
we're the challenge. So we, you know, go back again, these, uh, these Faith at Work series, they're on the YouTube stream. So you can, again, you can either watch the replay or you can listen wherever you get your podcast. And this week we're talking about unity. We're talking about being united in prayer and purpose, but it's really around unity in action. So before I um, launch into Nehemiah 5, we're going to study a little bit more around how he um, managed faith and leadership and all those things. There's a couple of things that I want to show you in uh, or talk to you about in Nehemiah 3. And I'm going to encourage you to go back because it's a pretty long chapter. But Nehemiah, uh, you know, Nehemiah 3 really details how he was working with different groups and individuals who were involved in rebuilding different sections of the wall. And he had to have unity in order to get it done. Right. Nehemiah 4 verse 6 says, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height for the people worked with all their heart. And so as you're looking at ways to build out, whether it's a project that you're working on or your business, whatever it is that you're you're trying to build, it is so important to have unity in what you're working on. People work with all their heart, meaning that they were aligned to the mission. Their heart, their heart, you know, again, because what's in your heart shows up on <laughs> in your work. What's what's in your heart shows up in your mouth, what you speak, it shows up in your actions, right? It shows up in your thought. So as they rebuilt the wall, uh, you know, the people work with all their hearts. So they were aligned on the mission. So this is a, a warning also as you're thinking about how you rebuild, you know, if you're trying to launch something new and you don't have unity and you, you causing, you know, I call them chaos bombs. <laughs> you're just throwing chaos bombs and you haven't demonstrated any sort of teamwork and you're not achieving any side of common goal. It's just your mission to look good on the project. Don't be disappointed and people are like, I don't want to be involved in that chaos bomb, right? So again, Nehemiah 3, you know, talks about, talks about teamwork, rebuilding, and it's a pretty long chapter. And these are those, these are those chapters, y'all, just to be honest, you know how uh, in the word and it talks about the lineage and sometimes we skip past that because we're like, I don't need to know all that. You do. Nehemiah 3, it details the groups and the individuals. And the reason I want you to go back and read the full chapter is because it shows you the different diverse groups that were involved. And a lot of times, especially Christian folks, we want to work with the people who think like we do, who believe what we do, <laughs> who act like us, who speak like us. But the truth is you have to be practical. And that that um, that need to work together, whether it's in your community or in your church or on your job, you're gonna have to work with people with, who come with different packages, baggage, all those things, right? And so that Nehemiah 3 will help you just see how Nehemiah was successfully working with all these different groups. They had all different assignments, <laughs> but they had a common goal. They were working with all their heart to one common goal. And that goal was to rebuild the wall. Amen. So that's a word for somebody around leadership and teamwork. You got to have the collective effort of the people so that you're tying it back to the common goal. All right. So now let me go to Nehemiah 5. Um, and I'm going to share my screen for this one because I do want to make sure that y'all see what I'm seeing. So let me just grab for those of y'all who are listening on the podcast streets. I am sharing my screen and I'm going to read it out. Um, so Nehemiah, this is Nehemiah 5. This is the ESV version. And this is Nehemiah 5, uh, chap, uh, verse 6. And I'm going to read some of this because now we're um, now we're looking at Nehemiah in a different perspective. This is where he has heard about some of the hardships 
and and then his response. And we're talking about unity. Okay. So verse six says, I was very angry when I heard the outcry and these words. I took counsel with myself and I brought charges against the nobles and officials. And I said to them, you're exacting interest each from his brother. So here's a situation where Nehemiah is made, made, it's made very clear that there's some things going on. He heard the outcry of the people. But I think where a lot of us um, make mistakes, if I can just say that, especially believers, is you hear the outcry. And you might pray, but you do you don't take any other action. You just pray and wait for God to fix it. And again, if you're a Christian, you believe that we have dominion on this plane called Earth. So you gotta do something, right? So here is Nehemiah. He was very angry. He heard the outcry, which means that he also put himself in a position to hear the outcry. So again, a lot of us, you know, we are on the jobs and we're so titled and entitled that we don't want to be bothered with the folks who are, you know, doing the work, doing the labor, right? We, we're so puffed up in ourselves that we're not even within the community anymore. You're, you're a senior leader and you don't walk the floor past the, you know, cafeteria. You don't want to be bothered with those people. You're so puffed up in your title that you don't want to, you don't want to be you don't want to be on the ground anymore. And that's this is a correction for you. You got to be able to hear. You got to be in position where you can hear the outcry of the people. Then if you're not, then what are you praying for? What are you doing, right? So he was angry. He heard the outcry and these words. And so it says he took counsel with himself. So he went back. He had to, he had to, he had to think about what he's going to do. And, you know, because Nehemiah was a praying man, he was, he was asking the Lord for direction. But then it says that, he brought charges against the nobles and the officials, and he said to them. So the rest of the verses tell you exactly what he did. He, he confronted con confronted them about what was happening. They were uh, basically, ex you know, taking interest. Um, he had a great assembly against them. You know, he 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 was doing something right. Um, when we come all the way down to verse, you know, verse eleven. Now he's coming up with a solution, right? So again, it wasn't just you know him being angry and hearing the outcry. He took an action. He did something about it, right? And and part of this, what he was doing was also creating unity. Uh, among the people, <laughs> right? So he's he's saying to the nobles, return to them this very day, their fields and their vineyards, their olive orchards and their houses, all those things, right? And verse 12, you see that then they said, so there was a negotiation, something happened. So even in order to, to make this happen, this negotiation had to take place. So there was unity at the end of it. And the word says, you know, then they said, we will restore these and require nothing from them. Do you have the kind of favor that when you go before God and you 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 pray for favor and then you go out into the streets and you fight for, fight for someone that there is a fruit in that? Or are you just throwing chaos bombs? Amen. So they said, we will do as you say. And he called the priests and made them swear to do as they promised. And again, this is another situation where sometimes you got to hold the men and women of God accountable for what they promised. Amen. And so verse 13 says he also, this, this is a prophetic act. He also shook out the fold of his garment and said, so may God shake out every man from his house and from his labor who does not keep his promise. So they, so may he be shaken out and emptied. So if you're going against this unity, if you're breaking it, right? If you're going against this, this promise that they will be shaken out and emptied. And then everybody said, amen and praise the Lord. What an amazing act of building unity. 
So just think about this for a second as you're as you're going into again into your workplace into anything that you're doing how are you making sure that there is unity not just in prayer but in purpose this is what purpose looks like again for those of you who are on the jobs or again in the communities in any way that you're you're on the street, you're listening if you're uh you know Christians that tell me that you know they don't you know they don't I don't interact with those type of people. That's where you're supposed to be. Jesus was talking to everybody that looked like us, sinners and all, okay? So where are you positioned so that you can hear the outcry of the people so that then you can pray for those individuals? I don't like my boss. Okay, well, have you heard the outcry of your boss's heart and have you taken that and have you prayed over that? Have you taken any action? Have you done anything? Have you, you know, have you done anything to be a part of the solution or are you just gonna, you know, well, I prayed and leave it at that, right? Unity needs action. Amen. Amen. I love this so much, y'all. This is a word for somebody. So now I'm going to um, talk to you a little bit about more, more about actions and talk to you about how Nehemiah was responding to distraction. This is a, this is a big one. So I'm going to share my screen. This is Nehemiah 6. Um, verse three. So just bear with me y'all for those of y'all who, who are listening. I'm <laughs> Again, I got to respect my listening community, okay? Um, so I'm going to go to this. This happened. This happened. Now, I'm going to tell you this happened to me too, okay? This was a Me Too movement for me yesterday, but I prayed through it and God won. Amen? And there was a um, the, the chapter that I'm looking at, Nehemiah 6. This is the ESV version, and the headline says, The Conspiracy Against Nehemiah. And it talks about, and I'm going to contextualize a little bit. Now when Sambalat and Tobiah and Jeshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard, heard that I had built the wall. Your enemies know what you're doing, okay? And, and that there was a, no breach left in it, right? That means there's no breach. It was successful. Although up to that time, I had not set up the doors in the gate, so he was still working on it. Sambalat and Jeshem sent to me saying, I mean, they sent messages, messengers, come and let us meet together in Hakafrim in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do me harm. And I sent messages. Notice Nehemiah didn't go himself because he knew that it was a setup. And he, I sent messages to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? This is a message for those of you who are in the business of doing the business, okay? This is about distraction. This is about distraction. This is a, a, a warning for those of y'all who also get easily distracted, especially when it sounds good. When someone's, oh, the Lord told me to reach out to you, it's a distraction. <laughs> he wants to reach out. He's going, if he wants to talk to you, he's going to talk to you directly. So you got to be mindful that there are people that are watching your progress. There are people that are watching you on the job with the new project that you got. There are people that are watching you with the new car you got. There are people, people are watching, okay? Uh, and you gotta be mindful when they, when, when those distractions show up, when it's outside of the course that you've set. Like if you're supposed to be doing a thing, finish that thing, right? I'm doing, when he says, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should I stop the work while I leave it and come down to you? What, what is the purpose of this meeting? What is the purpose of this call? 
Why am I going to stop the part? You know, you're 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 you know leaning into you know praying for your kids, and all of a sudden I'm just I'm just telling you real stuff, okay? And so you, you know, you finally your family's gone back to church, and all of a sudden the other family members you haven't heard from in a while now they want to have a cookout on Sunday, but you got to come up there on Sunday morning. That means you can't go to church. No, that's a distraction. Go to church first, okay? I'm just telling you, like, this is the way that it works. And you have to be so, when you talk about I'm in I'm in uh, prayer and I'm in purpose, you got to know what a distraction looks like, okay? You got to know that everybody's opinion is, is just an opinion. Go back to the Lord and ask him what he says about a thing. You don't have to show up for everything, amen? Don't be distracted. If he's If he told you to start the business, Start the business. If he told you to write the book and you're 20 years later not writing the book, maybe you missed that term, but go back and finish what you start. Don't be so distracted. Don't let gifts distract you. Gifts in the turn and gifts, physical gifts, not spiritual gifts. Physical gifts, like you know, you're you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden the accolades are coming, and you know, and now you're distracted by the accolades that are coming. You can't see the, you know, you're not following through on what you need because you're so busy caught up in the accolades. You're busy caught up on the spotlight because you know, hey, I've been through a rough season on my job, but I just got promoted, and so now you now you're caught up in the promotion and the accolades, and you're falling off the path and not finishing what you should do. Don't be distracted. He's called you to do such a thing, do such a thing. Amen. Don't be distracted. And I say that from the bottom of my heart, because I'm telling you, I went through a 20 year wilderness of distraction of attack. You name it, it was coming. And I was distracted. I wasn't focused on doing what God had called me to do. And the moment I woke up, it was 20 years there, 20 years in this emotional, spiritual wilderness, right? Thank you, God, for taking care of us even while we're in the wilderness, Lord. Thank you that there is a hand and help even while we're in the wilderness, right? But you got to stay on course. Y'all, you got to stay on course. We're talking about soaring this year and we want to be spirit led. Well, to be spirit led, you can't be distracted by the attacks that are coming. Pray it, pray it out. Psalm 35, cancel that thing and move on. God will take care of it. If you want to be obedient, you got to actually be obedient. That's an action. That means you got to step out of your comfort zone. Y'all, I had to step out of my comfort zone and, and allow myself to be opened up yesterday within our prayer ministry, right? Every day there's a shift and a change, but you've got to be obedient to those moves when they come. I have to be obedient to the, the people that I work for. I have to respect my leaders. I'm a leader myself, but you still have to respect the leaders that God has placed in your life. That's obedience. Can you be obedient with the small things that God has given you? You're asking for all these other things, but you can't take care of the small things. Amen. And then you're getting frustrated and jealous. Come on, y'all. We got to do better. We're going to soar this year. And anointed, right? We're all, we all have gifts. We all have talents. The gift you have is the gift you have. The talent I have is the talent I have. But how are you using them? Are you distracted when he tells you, when you say, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I, I want to lean into what God has for me. Come on, what are you using your gifts and talents for? You don't have to steal from anybody else. What's yours is yours. I don't need what you have. I got what I have. Amen. But how are you using your gifts and talents? in unity, 
right? How, how are you using that to build other people up? How are you using it to serve your business? How are you using it to take care of your colleagues and your family and your friends? How are you doing that, right? And then being renewed. Listen, I, I had very little sleep last night. I had major attacks in my head, just including migraines. It felt like stuff was just, it was a long night. But you know what? I woke up renewed and refreshed because I knew that God had brought me through another storm. I knew that as I walked through this, this challenge, I knew that as I walked through this attack, when I woke up this morning, I had to thank God for what he, I woke up in a house with heat, y'all. I woke up with a job. I woke up with health. I woke up with my husband and daughter. They are alive. I woke up with so much more than I went to sleep. I woke up with greater grace. I woke up with greater faith. I woke up with greater belief. What did you wake up with this morning? Are you waking up worried and in doubt and in fear? Y'all, you've, you've got to change some of those things. And what are you thinking about? How are you not giving that stuff back to God? Why are you Why are you acting as if you're God in your life? I'm at peace because I know the Holy Spirit has everything covered on these calls. I just show up, amen? I just show up and he takes over. I'm at peace at all times. So I just want to urge you to be renewed in your mind, renewed in your thoughts, y'all. Sometimes you got to take a break. Some of y'all are on TikTok, you know, too much searching out scriptures, searching out someone to trigger you, to say something that makes you feel good in the morning. Maybe you need to come off TikTok and just go into the word for a minute. If you're trying to hear from God, come off TikTok. Come off TikTok and just come into the word. Maybe you just need a quiet time so God can speak to you directly, right? Because those those constant streams, those constant streams, some of those people are acting, y'all. You don't even know what's out there. So if you're looking to have a relationship with God, you need to come into the word and have a relationship with God. And, and he will send you people. He will send you help, right? Amen. Amen. I just, I just told y'all about SOAR right? And I intend to soar in 2024. And listen, I intend to soar. There is there is a fire in my blood. I think Tracy and I were on the same, we were on a, a, a call last night. It was by a Harvest Church in North Carolina. Shout out to Harvest Church because they have a revival going on. And so y'all can find Harvest Church on the YouTube streets. Uh, they were talking about the fire and this is the year of more. This is more for me. I, I'm, I'm going to speak that for myself. This is a year of more for my family, more in my business, more on my career, more in my health, more in grace, more in mercy, more in blessings. What are you asking God? What are you positioning yourself for? But before you get all these blessings, you got to be united. You cannot be the person that throws the chaos bombs. You cannot be the person that say, I'm going to pray for you and don't pray for you. You have to align your purpose with unity, right? You got to know how to work with people and not make it about yourself. Amen. And that doesn't matter what title you have, how long you've been in business, how long you've been a, been a leader. Amen. You cannot, right? So Father, we just thank you for, for your renewal in our hearts, Lord God, that we will come to you differently when it comes to being united. Lord, I ask that you charge our hearts this morning, that Lord, that you'll work on us and show us every single area where we need to, we need a heart check. We need a spirit check in how we're coming to you. How are we being united, Lord God, through your love and your grace, Lord God? I pray that every single person under the sound of my voice will catch the word that's that's meant for them and that they will go forth in this day and be the person that's united. Lord, there's so much more 
than just praying that we gotta do something, that we gotta be in position where we hear the outcry of people who don't look like us. We gotta hear the outcry of people who are broken, people who are hurt. We even have to hear the outcry of people who are blessed in this season, Lord God, so we can continue to encourage them, Lord. So I pray over every single person, whether they're a manager or a supervisor, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're leading one person, if they have a company, whoever is listening or watching, that they will have a heart that's that's there to serve. And Lord God, that they will be united, united. And thank you, Lord, that you woke us up today. You have blessed us and that we are going to get more. We are going to get more in this year. Amen. Y'all, thank you, Holy Spirit. Y'all, please on the YouTube streets, don't forget to like the video so we can get the word out and share, 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 share. Bless y'all. Thank you so much, y'all. This really blessed me. I hope this blessed you as well. And I will be back next Thursday. If you're looking for a space where you can come and pray, um, you know, come out of the wilderness, you can come find us on the Facebook streets. If you're the person saying, I'm not on Facebook, create a Facebook account, right? If this, if, if this is important to you, your spiritual walk and spiritual, if this is important to you, create a Facebook account and just come find us, come out of the wilderness on face, on Facebook. Let's see how, 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 how important this is to you. Go to Grace and Grit Media to sign up. We have a vision board event coming up on February 18th. It's three o'clock. It's free and it's on Zoom. Y'all need to come out for that event. We're going to be uh, shifting now that we've come through SOAR. We're going to move into a, a creating a vision board. It's free, graceandgritmedia.com. And I'm going to keep reminding y'all, don't miss these free events, y'all. We're here to you know, help and serve you in any way we can. God bless you, and I will see you next week.